everyone. Happy holidays. Welcome to the special episode of For the Love of Books podcast featuring indie and small press authors and indie bookstores. I'm your host, Emma Polova. Today, we will chat with Nicole Lintemol of Betty's Pages, located in beautiful downtown Lowell. Betty's Pages is a retro-inspired new and used indie bookstore with a great selection of books and gifts and locally made goods. It's more than just a shop. It's a cozy gathering place where you get to have fun, be authentic, and find friends. And it all started with a crazy idea of one person supported by friends. Welcome, Nicole. Tell Thank us all you. about it. Yeah, so I opened a bookstore one month before a global pandemic shut the whole world down. So that was that was fun. Um, it's a dream come true, though. I was that kid who loved bookstores. We didn't have one in the town that I grew up in. So anytime we went someplace where there was a bookstore, you couldn't drag me out. Like, I, I didn't want to leave. I loved them. So now I get to do this every day. What do you love the most about it? Uh, I actually just got to do it. I got to have a conversation with a kid who was so excited about books and talking to somebody about books and that I had books that they were excited about. And so we just got to kind of nerd out about books for a little bit. And um, she was reading a book and she wanted to get another book by that author. And I didn't have the one that she wanted, but I got to tell her that there was a sequel to the book that she was reading and she didn't know that. So she was incredibly excited about that. So that was really fun for me. That sounds like fun. So what prompted you to create this space focused on community? Yeah, I was in a job that I hated. I worked <laughs> in banking um, and I was very good at what I did. Uh, and I had gotten this new job that on paper seemed great. I had a better title. I made more money and I hated everything about it. I did not want to go to work um, because I just sat at a computer all day sending information off to other people to make decisions. And it, it was awful. And so I just started kind of doodling on a notebook, this idea of opening a store. And when I told my husband and I told their friends about it, they were supposed to tell me, that's nice. How about you go find another job instead? And instead they were like, no, you need to do that. You need to make that happen. That sounds awesome. Uh, and so I did, and I took the leap and I opened the store and it has been a wild ride, but I, I don't regret it at all. It's, it's such an interesting thing to get to see people experience some people experiencing a bookstore for the very first time, because we haven't had one in town for such a long time. And, um, just the joy that people have in getting to be in a space like this. What makes your bookstore unique? Yeah. Uh, I think what's cool about any bookstores on the whole in our store, particularly is you can always tell exactly the personality of the person who owns the store. We curate our stores. That's a big part of what makes an indie bookstore an indie bookstore, just like it does with indie authors. Like you very much put your heart and soul into it and it reflects that. And so I think when you come into my store, you definitely see my personality. It's very nerdy. It's very open and welcoming. It's very, you know, we're going to have lots of things here that reflect who I am as a person. Um, and I think that's great because obviously I'm a fan of myself, but that's what's cool about indies is you're going to find, you can never have two indies that are exactly the same when you, when you put them side by side. Just like indie authors. Exactly. So tell us about your selection. First, let's talk about your books, then gifts and your locally made product. Yeah. 
Uh, so for books, I love to have books that are by diverse authors. Um, it really is important for me that people get to see themselves reflected in the books that I have on the shelf. I was in my 30s before I finally read a book by author that reflected my lived experience. And I don't want other people to have to wait that long for it. Um, so that's that is definitely my focus when I'm picking books for the store is are, are these stories and are these voices that are not heard enough and can I get them on the shelf? Um, so that that's kind of my driving focus behind it. I'm also a huge romance fan, which is why our romance section is as large as it is because it's a personal um, like project of love for me to have a well-stocked <laughs> romance, but yeah. Who doesn't love a great romance? Nobody worth knowing, I don't know. <laughs> I, okay. There are plenty of people on about your special gifts and yes. made locally made products. Yeah. So my focus for those is finding things that you're not going to find at a big box store or online anywhere else. I love to focus on unique items that kind of pair well with our books. So we've got lots of cute bookmarks, of course, and teas and things that all kind of give that very reader vibe to them. Um, and then especially when I can find things that are made by local creators. Um, we've got some stickers. Uh, we actually have stickers in the store that are made by a local high school student, which is really cool. Um, so she makes the stickers and brings them into the store and we sell them. And uh, she gets to have her first taste of, of being in business for herself. And we get to support a local artist, which is really cool. Uh, so those are, those are always a big deal for me when I can make those connections for people. Okay, what about your book boxes? Yes. You offer book boxes. I'm fascinated. I by do. Your idea of having book boxes. <laughs> I do two different ones. So I do one that's a subscription service where um, every month they pick a genre, they have their genre that they get, um, and they get mailed out a book that I either really love or I'm really excited about. And so I get to really have a lot of fun finding the books for those. And then we also do, uh, it's called a boredom kit. And that's where a person will fill out. It's almost like a matchmaking service. They'll fill out a little survey and they'll tell me what kind of books they like, what authors they're really into, how old the reader is, what kind of genre they're looking for. And then I get to personally hand select books for them based off of their budget. And that has been so much fun for me. I had no idea I was actually so good at being a book matchmaker until I started doing these. Um, and we started doing that because of the pandemic, because customers couldn't come in and shop. And so it was a way for me to be able to get them books um, and, and still have the store continue to go while we were closed for the pandemic. And I'm never going to get rid of it now because I have way too much fun with it. So what would your ideal children's books box look like? For a oh, kid, man. let's say, like my granddaughter, Josephine, yeah. she is eight. And how would you create a book box for her? Yeah. So I love to know what kids are into. So if, if they're really into, for instance, I get a lot of eight-year-olds who are very into cats and kittens. And so I will like then tailor books around that that fit with that. Graphic novels are always really big with that age range. Um, so I, I have the kind of the go-tos for like what I know are popular with that age, but it really just comes down to what is that kid into? And I don't especially when it comes to kids, I don't necessarily want to know what they're reading. I want to know what they like outside of reading. And then I'll tailor the books to them for that. That tends to work out really well for them. Um, usually when I have somebody who says my kid likes this book, I will then completely avoid that book or that oh, author yeah. because I assume they probably already have it. And so I'll just look for something that kind of fits into that same genre or feel, or is it funny? Is it serious? Is it, you know, fantasy? Um, and then we kind of pick from there. So you must have had a pretty good response to this book matchmaking. I do. It's it's crazy. We did in the first. Okay. So we started doing them in like March of 2020. 
And then in the first, in all of 2020, I think we ended up doing like 250 of them. It was so many. <laughs> there were days where it was just like my, all my counter space was just covered in, in books and boxes because we were mailing them all out to everybody. And yeah, we've, since, since, since we started doing them, I think we're now up to over almost 400 that we've done. And and 400 yes, so many so many and they go everywhere I've, I've i've shipped these to every state in the country i have shipped a board a boredom kit to which is really exciting for me so what is like your most favorite one book box is it the young adult the kids i have a lot of fun with the kids i our kids section is really a passion project for me mm -hmm. as well i have so much fun picking out cool kids books and getting to know like what's out there and getting to read all of them and be a part of that. So I think I have a special place in my heart for getting to do the kids ones. Awesome. Tell us about your Libro FM, the audio books. Tell us about uh, that. I love it. So it's a great alternative to Audible, which is Amazon owned. Libro is uh, indie alternative to that. Um, it works exactly the same way. You can either buy individual titles or you can set up a subscription with it and get the however many credits each month that you pay for. Um, and I am a huge audiobook fan. I am constantly listening to at least one or two audiobooks at any given time. Uh, so for me, it's a lot of fun to get to see all of the new audiobooks that are coming out. I've even gotten to the point now where like I start to know all of the narrators and have my like favorite narrators and stuff like that. Um, and if they're like, Natalie Nondis, if she has done an audiobook, I will listen to it. I don't care what it is. She could read the phone book and I would listen to her read a book because she's just that good at what she does and stuff. Big fan, big fan of that. It's so nice to have like an alternative to suggest to people who like audiobooks um, and to not have to be just for Audible. So what is your favorite audiobook? Your personal favorite? Uh, my personal favorite, uh, it's going to be Firekeeper's Daughter. It just came out this year. It's by a Michigan author, uh, Angeline Booley, and it is the best book I've read this year. And the audiobook version is phenomenal I, I don't know the narrator's name but she did just an amazing job uh the book is set in the up and so the narrator did a great job of doing the the uper accent um which is where i'm from i'm originally from the up so it was oh, so like you are a uper <laughs> i felt i felt like home as i was listening to it i was like oh i know this this is oh, and it's set in sault saint marie the book is set in the oh, sioux so it I has this great that. michigan connection yeah it's so good so that is hands down the best audiobook i've listened to this year and it's the best book i've read this year so would you recommend that since people Answer. are hunting, yep. looking for yep. If you need one book recommendation, it, it, that is the one. It's got great Michigan connection. It's a mystery kind of thriller, but it's not gory or anything like that. Okay. It's an absolutely phenomenal book. Excellent. Tell us all about your cozy mystery book club coming <sighs> up in January. Yes. So cozy mysteries are mysteries where the blood and guts happens off page and the mystery is usually solved by somebody who is not in law enforcement. Uh, it tends to be somebody who's like a bookstore owner or a crafter or a oh, librarian. Like they all have some cute. kind of thing. Yeah. And they're just so fun. They're like, they're, they're designed to be kind of like those, um, they're like, I call them like potato chip books where you're uh -huh. just like, you just get to enjoy it. There's not a whole lot of like, you don't have to like think really hard about it. You don't have okay. to like, do, you just get to enjoy a couple hours of reading. And that is what cozy mysteries are. And so we, our cozy mystery book club is my favorite. We have had, we've read so many great books this year. And in January, we're going to be reading um, Hope Never Dies, which okay. is a, a Biden Obama cozy mystery where they are retired and they're solving mysteries now. You're after. kidding me. Yeah. I, when I saw that one. 
I saw that and I was like, I need it. I don't even care if it's terrible. I need to read this because it just looks ridiculous, which is the point. Is of it ridiculous? Mystery. Yeah, that's the whole point of a cozy mystery is they lean into kind of the stereotypes of, you know, just being silly and ridiculous. And like these small towns where there's like a murder happening every book and there's like 25 books and the whole, like, it's a small, usually they're, they're also usually said small towns. Some of them are in large towns, but they tend uh-huh. to be in small towns. Um, and they just kind of like lean into the silliness of it. Like they will make comments about how like so many people have died in this town and, you know, just like is silly. And that's the point. And I needed that over this last year. And so when we made that book club, it was definitely a lot of fun. So how can we get into this book club? Yeah. So if you already own the book, um, you can join us. I have it on our calendar of events, so you can just join. Um, there's a zoom link where you can sign up for it. Uh, if you don't have the book, you can always get it from us or the library. And if you have purchased the book from us, I send out the email link for the zoom. I try and send it out a couple of days before book club, but sometimes it happens. I'll send it out the day out, but yeah. Okay. So what's next for 2022? As far as the next no idea. <laughs> surviving prediction. Nicole, we just, predictions. Yeah. So we just did an expansion here at the store. And so we have more space to be able to do events, which nice. I'm really excited about. I want to nice. do author events and just more book clubs in person and just getting a chance to be together with people after spending the last 18 months, you know, kind of apart. So I'm really excited for that. Otherwise, I have no idea. I'm just surviving through Christmas right now. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Before we do our parting shots, I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavan and Digital Quill Services for Writers with author Colleen Nye. Parting shots from each one of us. Nicole, you go first. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I just hope that people enjoy the fact that we get to be together again and start to read and do that and go out and support indie bookstores and indie authors and our libraries and all of these places that kept us sane for the last year. Cause we all, I think we all read a lot more than we yes, normally we do while we were stuck home. So. more. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hopefully at least. <laughs> so that's, that's my goal is I hope that we can all kind of continue to appreciate that going forward and, mm-hmm. and supporting yes. them. And my parting shots are buy indie, read indie and write indie. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Nicole. You're very welcome. Thank you.